0: morning, everybody. It is December the 7th, Wednesday, and Henry, are Portugal
1: that good or did the Swiss (laughs) make them look that good? I think Ramos was that good. They won 6-1 and Ronaldo wasn't even in the team. I have to say, quality, finishing eight, fabulous stuff. Anyway, uh,
0: moving on, Henry, we had a fairly shabby, again, fourth drop on the trot on Wall Street, Dow Jones down 351. So the market is sort of shutting up shop I've written in my strategy piece today I've got a little picture of Father Christmas saying goodbye we're going to rally into Christmas or is it all over
1: I do think the Santa rally will be a thing but you've got to remember the Santa rally has to start from somewhere and we may have gone a little bit early and traditionally December the first half of December can be a week period and it does tend to pick up the closer we get to Christmas so I think we will get a Santa rally but before that we're going to get a bit of a shakeout certainly Wall Street is looking a little interesting and my spidey senses have been up for the last couple of days and uh, our market is slipping sliding back we have had an extraordinary run mark because let's face it 64.50 to 73.50 was a pretty big big rally on really nothing. The
0: S&P 500 has been up just over 14% in 34 days. It, it has gone up almost in the same period as the pandemic happened. It's gone up half as much as we fell in the pandemic just about. Uh, so it has been a very rapid rally and we have seen, if you look at the charts in the strategy piece, you'll see the ASX 200 chart and you'll see that there has been a notable RSI sell signal in the. It's very short term stuff, but it has gone overbought and the index rarely gets overbought. And the last time the ASX 200 was overbought was August last year and the market fell 10%. So gambling a little bit today on the market, just losing some of its froth prior to regaining some interest over Christmas. But it does look like we have gone a little bit too hard, too fast. The other technical observation I've got, Henry, is if you look in the strategy piece, you'll see charts of the NASDAQ and charts of the S&P 500. And both of those are, Although it's just lines on a chart, we can't take them too seriously. But have a look at the lines on the chart because the S and P 500 has notably peaked at exactly the top of its trading range in a downtrend. Same with the Nasdaq. This is if the market was in a bigger downtrend and it was going, the market was going to peak out. This is where it would peak out. So we failed to break the big downtrend in the U.S. So almost a little bit ominous, and now the market's starting to come off. I've listed in the strategy piece today a whole bunch of reasons why uh, the market has gone a bit negative in the last few days and it's because the conversation has gone from inflation and interest rates and the peak of policy aggression it's now rotating to recession and there are three major Bank strategists in the U.S talking about recession next year the oil price is under a hundred it's under eighty dollars it's the lowest it's been since December last year so since well before the Ukraine war started and it is a <laughs> of economic growth. Both of the market headlines had the word recession in them this morning. So that seems to be the new focus. But I've got a question for you, Henry. The central banks have been behind the curve last year, got ahead of the curve, possibly. Are they now behind the curve again? In other words, do you think they're suddenly going to have to start cutting rates rapidly?
1: No, no. That, that is a figment of your imagination. They may have to start cutting rate back into 2023 if they really kill the market. Interesting the GDP numbers have just come out for third quarter in Australia 0. 0.6 of a percent 0. 0.7 was the forecast we can see GDP is just slowing slightly which I guess is what the RBA wants to happen the soft landing rate cuts are a, a, a distant dream at the moment rate cuts are for another day this time last year the RBA were
0: or Philip Lowe's apologized for to everybody who took out a mortgage on his comments this time last year the interest rates weren't going up <laughs> Had I, to apologise. I'm but, surprised he's uh, still
1: got a job to be honest. He gets paid a million no. bucks a year. There is a scathing report on the RBA and the people that work there have not exactly covered themselves in glory in any of their forecasts, any of their actions. The central bank are always behind the curve even though they
0: don't know it and I'm just wondering whether they're behind the curve again and that rates are too high. The other issue today is in the ideas portfolio today. I have sold everything except for two stocks and I have bought a ETF geared to the downside in the US. This is short-medium-term stuff. It shouldn't disturb investors. I haven't done anything in the strategy portfolio at all. I did think about buying the new Wire ETF, Henry. But you have a comment on that, don't you? It's
1: a gl- Antofagasta is the biggest holding in it, so it, it is a global copper miners ETF. If you're thinking recession, there's not a great rush to buy copper.
0: No, but I liked your comment that the money the moment, the ETF oh, yeah. industry,
1: <laughs> go on. By the moment, the industry wakes up to the new cool idea. We saw it. The Australian tech space was its all-time high when they brought on the all-tech ETF. Good luck. I'm not so sure I would be piling into wire.
0: By the time the ETF industry gets around to issuing an ETF, the fad is over. The other one, they, they've also listed recently green metals, which I wouldn't touch with the barge pole. And uh, the other one, I did like the code. They've listed a uranium ETF, which is benchmarked to the global uranium and nuclear components total return index, and and they have all sorts of statistics <laughs> about how uranium's going to go well over the next twenty years. But the code I did like was A T O M, atom. To uh, sum that up. I've sold almost everything except for two stocks. Uh, you can see what they are in the newsletter and uh, have bought an ETF geared to the downside on the S&P 500, which is geared to a 2.5%. It's a completely unnecessary trade for investors, but I just wouldn't want you getting bored in the ideas section. So we've done a few things there. I've left the strategy section unchanged today, so still fully invested, but definitely got an eye on the markets at the moment, peeking out. Uh, so what are you up to in your section, Henry?
1: Well, I'm bad just holding off to the end, I've still got 47% in cash so I've been picking away at that on the bull run but quite happy to be patient at the moment Marcus rather than sell everything I uh, did sell out this morning in Tyro we've held that for some time Bought it at 93 cents um, but appears that Westpac are going to be taking a lot longer to do a some sort of takeover in Tyrone. They're talking a year. I mean, come on, Westpac. If you do your due diligence now, by the time you go through with it, you're going to keep doing due diligence forever on that basis. So the Canadians are lurking in the background as well. I uh, took some profits in that at 128 on the first bid. i uh, now taken uh, the rest of it at 150. I think that's about a 60-odd percent gain. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, look to buy back in a bit cheaper. Also, just written some stuff about lithium i have been very positive on the lithium space but it is a sentiment trade and i'm not rushing to be getting back in having taken some profits just happy to uh, stay out of it just the time being i won't sell any of the ones that i've got but uh, i will probably top up at some stage but just not yet
0: A uh, little stories around can you believe sky city the adelaide casino has fallen foul of austrac who uh, see serious systemic breaches of federal anti-money laundering goodness is there a casino in this country that isn't breaking the law quite amazing
1: You have money laundering through casinos and pokies and gambling really
0: one of the other stories today is Santos has doubled its buyback it's bought back 350 million dollars worth of stock this year and it's added another 350 million just in case you were wondering about why your electricity bills or energy bills are so high uh, don't get mad get even become a Santos shareholder because all your money is filtering into their lovely little pockets now we have some changes to the income investors portfolio this morning and Leighton is going to talk to us about that. Leighton's the portfolio manager on the income and growth
2: portfolios in the newsletter. Leighton, what have we done today in the income portfolio? Thank you, Marcus. Feels like a little while since I've been on the podcast with you and Henry. Yeah, sorry, we need <laughs> to get you back on. It was a, It's a technology thing, Leighton, but there we go. Good to be back. So myself and Marcus have had a chance to scratch ourselves, I guess. We've got a bit more time now. So we've had a look through the portfolios. And basically today in the income portfolio, I've just looked at the yields and we're pretty much just dropping anything with a yield below 4%. So that turns out to be Amcor, QBE, Insurance, Tabcorp, the Lottery Corp, and Transurban. We've actually netted some pretty nice profits on those when we sell there. Interesting. QBE is, is known
0: as the stock you buy when US bond yields are going up because they have huge holdings in US bonds. And as bond yields go up in the US, it's as good as an earnings upgrade to QBE. And if you were to talk about interest rates peaking, QBE, along with Challenger and Computer Share, who earn money out of interest, are three of the top stocks. But QBE, one of the top stocks you would sell for a peak in interest rates, which is what we've seen as well. So that's sort yep. of marginalized it as a holding as well. So I'll put
2: those sales through at about midday today. I'm just waiting for that to tick over. And I'll just signpost a couple of events that we've got coming up as well. We've just got NAB, ANZ, and westpac with agms next week right i did have a comment the other day from a fund manager
0: who was talking about income uh, portfolios and he said all you really need to the income portfolios is hold a heck of a lot of banks and add about 15 other stocks in tiny size which don't make any difference but in australia you've just got to hold the banks and we do have that one member who uh, is he an idiot or a genius who holds a hold of his super fund in the cba because that is the most reliable least risk low spot volatility, best yield, most quality bank uh, there is. And there is some there is some logic to that.
2: Yeah. And we've got about a 45% holding in the banks in the portfolio. So that's pretty much our biggest holding. Uh, as it should be. Yeah.
0: Good. Thank you very much, Leighton. Thank Anything you. else,
1: Henry? No, there's a link in the newsletter today for the Ask the Analyst. There'll be my Christmas session on uh, next Friday at 5.30, hopefully everyone can get on and we don't have people that miss out. It will be the Christmas edition and I'm going to have five ASX 200 stocks for your stocking.
0: Good. And I'm I'm debuting on AusBiz next week, Henry. I'm also doing the LiveWire Outlook series where they uh, ask people about the year gone past. But I think between us, we'll be doing an article, which I'll stick in the newsletter at some point, on predictions for next year. It's the usual humorous article about what could happen next year. Uh, And that's about it. Good. Have a good day, everybody. Market down 45 as I leave you. Resources doing okay. Rest of the market all a bit floppy. You have a good day. We'll speak to you tomorrow.